Hello friend, welcome, welcome. You are listening to the Yoga Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Markham, the founder of the Yoga Revolution, and I'm here as an advocate for joy, living a more joyful existence. And that's what this podcast is about, with a little bit of yoga and mindfulness thrown in for good measure. If you like this episode, if you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more excellent chat, exclusive content and offers, sign up for my emails. They're really good. On the website at theyogarevolution.co.uk. Thanks for being here, friends. Without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, friends. How's it going? How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm glad to have you here with me. Um, before we dive in, I think we need a breath, huh? Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, maybe you can close your eyes. Maybe you can feel your feet on the ground. Get long in the spine just for a second and take a big breath in through the nose. Oh, let it go, let it go. How are you feeling? Really, really, how are you doing? And um, whatever the answer is to that question, it's all good. Do you know what though? I think like more and more for me, I'm moving into this I don't know, kind of place where I'm asking myself all the time, what is it that I need right now? What do I need right now? And sometimes that, sometimes the answer to that is, oh, I just need to hunker down, do some work. And sometimes the answer is the opposite, right? I need a break. Um, so yeah, maybe what do you need right now? You need to soften your shoulders, relax your jaw. Do you need to turn off this? Don't turn off this podcast, but you know, maybe you need to do a bit of work today. Maybe you need a big old rest. And let me just remind you that you don't need to work hard to deserve time off and rest. On that note, I, I've i been thinking quite a lot about my life mission, I suppose, lately. And yeah, 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 I know it sounds kind of woo-woo and fluffy and this kind of weird yoga stuff that I don't necessarily like but it isn't and I'm going to tell you why and um, hopefully by the end of this episode you'll be excited about refining or defining, refining and defining your life mission. Um, But I've been thinking about it a lot because I've got a really exciting members event coming up at the beginning of 2024. I can't believe that's a year that we're moving into. Um, And I'm doing quite a lot of like workshops and things like that within the membership. And it's just making me kind of question why I'm doing things. And, And so when I ask myself why, then I can refine what I'm doing even more to make it even better. So yeah, life mission, when you get it, when you kind of live by it and remind yourself of it, it makes decisions, like big and little decisions in your life a lot easier to make. And it kind of gives you a clearer path down which to move. But it's not necessarily an easy process. So I don't know, I'm going to start by talking about mine and how I found it. And then we can dive into how to kind of define and refine your own life mission toward the end. So 
mine, I suppose I can start by saying I went to Cardiff University and I studied marine geography. What a waste of time and money that was. No, it wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, look, I'm in debt, but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> my degree was wonderful. I love the sea. I'm, you know, an ocean lover, la la la, whatever. I love my degree. It was great. We had our own boat. But because I wasn't, like, I didn't know about life missions. I was just practicing yoga and, like, getting on with my day. Um, I didn't really know when I graduated where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. And one of the cool things about my degree skip, well, is it cool? Probably not. Really nerdy. But part of it was um, this information systems sort of stuff, mathsy, statsy stuff that I'm really terrible at. But because of that being included in our degree scheme, it's very easy to do that degree and then start working offshore. Um, so yeah, I was snatched up by probably and arguably one of the worst offshore companies going at the time. I don't even know if they're still around. And I was a junior hydrographic surveyor and um, I hated it. Also, it was just shit. I remember one particular time where the vessel we were on sprang a leak in our fresh water tanks, which meant that salt water was moving into our fresh water tanks. So, and, and they refused to sort this out. I don't know why, I can't really remember why, but so we were at sea in the middle of the North Sea, not even anywhere exciting, brown, mushy north, cold sea, and we didn't have fresh water, not really. It was brackish at best. We were having to boil it several times, uh, did that even help? I'm not even sure. We were drinking, I remember, very fruity tea to help us survive this freshwater issue. I mean, doesn't that, like, go against some sort of convention? Anyway, hated the job, quit the job. Um, yes, loads of great money in it, but it wasn't, like, there were so many boxes it didn't tick for me. There were so many negatives about that job. So I quit and um, yes, there was a boy involved. I got a job in marketing, complete different frying pan. It wasn't necessarily a fire, but another frying pan. Still to this day, don't know how I got a job in marketing with very little, and by little, I mean zero experience or knowledge or insight. But I got a job at one of the coolest little marketing agencies in Leeds at the time. Thanks for hiring me, you guys, if you ever listen to this. And... I hated that just as much, you know, the whole commuting thing and being in an office at a certain time and, you know, being at a desk and doing things, I don't know. I mean, I learnt such a lot at that job and um, I credit a lot of where I am today to that job, but I sucked at it and um, I wasted a lot of time. I didn't know what I was doing. It was really hard. So, long story short, I was made redundant and uh, somehow managed to get the office manager job in that marketing agency, right? I just, you know, sweet talked my way back in and I got this office manager job. Again, no experience, <laughs> didn't know what I was doing. What's an office manager? I don't know. So I kind of made that role my own. And this is when my life mission started to kind of creep out without me knowing it. Looking back, I can see but so I would I would go to the office at like 6am and I would put post-it notes on everyone's desks and like around the office 
with cute little quotes on, inspirational things. I mean, looking back, it's completely ridiculous and trite and people probably got annoyed. I don't know. I would create these theme days. We would have like a French day because it was a French guy in the office and I would bring in cheese and we would do all this stuff because I decided, you know what? I'm miserable. I am miserable at this job. And it's like a second home in it, your work because you, you're there so much. And I was like, it's not okay. We're alive. We shouldn't be miserable in what takes up the majority of our time. And I desperately, desperately hope nobody else in this office that I'm working with is as miserable as me. So that's what I started to do. All these weird, cute, stupid things that were my attempt, whether they worked or not, I don't know, but they were my attempt of helping people feel a bit better about going to work, right? Having a nice place to work. Yes, yes, yes. I got made redundant from that as well because I was shit at my job. I was post -it, putting post-it notes around the office instead of doing an actual job, you know? <laughs> so that wasn't a surprise. Um, but I left that job and I was like, do you know what? I want to do this. So I started my own business um, called Milk and Honey. <laughs> it was an employee en engagement thing, right? So that was my mission, to go into other offices and do it properly, not just post-its, but, you know, from a top-down, from a bottom-up perspective, how can we make it better for people in an office workplace environment? I was really passionate about it because, again, I knew how miserable I was I didn't want people to feel like that. I was desperate for people to not have to feel like that. Um, and then, I mean, look, <laughs> that sucked too, because I didn't know where to start and cold calling offices was horrible and got me nowhere. And I didn't have the experience to kind of run this in the way that I wanted to, right? So, I went and trained to become a yoga teacher and that it was then that I realised my life mission. It came up, I knew it, straight off the bat. Yeah, I know my life mission, yeah. It took me a while to word it right, but I knew it was about joy, right? So in its full, my life mission is to promote and facilitate authentic happiness in myself and in others. And I see it like this. Like, we're alive and isn't that fucking wonderful? Yes, life is hard, it smells bad, it's ugly, it's challenging, we're heartbroken quite a lot of the time, we're in pain a lot of the time, dentists, you know, that's hard, going to a dentist is horrible. <laughs> um, the Kardashians, and Elon Musk, what's going on? Social media, the world's going crazy, global warming, all of these things, yes, I know. All of these things exist, yet we have kind of primordially, prime, you know what I mean, primordially, thank you, evolutionarily, our brains psychologically <laughs> are primed to see the rattlesnake on the path ahead of us because if we didn't we would die, potentially, right? But not primed to see the butterfly 
that flies over a flower isn't that beautiful yeah it is but we're not primed to see that because it's not life or death and so like we've brought these primordial psychological uh kind of bents into modern day life so like going on social media is horrible yeah it's it's kind of perverting how you know humanity sees our bodies and and like body dysmorphia arguably is a product of social media and you know all these things that you you don't feel enough and you feel incapable and massive imposter syndrome and it's very divisive in a lot of ways it's not but in a lot of ways it is you know and isn't that horrible it's not life or death but we're still seeing that as a negative thing and I promise I have a point <laughs> life can seem like all of this negative stuff I mean if we think about just the single topic of climate change sure we you know I can recycle my pizza box when there's companies dumping oil in the Pacific and flights that are going through 30 times a day without anybody on them just to reserve the flight spot. Do, do you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to recycle my baked bean tin. I'm trying my best. This is so horrible and so hard and the pressure's enormous for me as an individual to combat climate change. <laughs> like... Oh my God, life is hard. Life is hard and depressing and challenging. And if you don't feel like life is hard and depressing and challenging, then, you know, that's Shangri-La. You've made it somehow because it is. We are primed to see it as depressing and challenging unless we have the tools. And this is where my life mission comes in. Yeah, woo-woo, whatever. But like, really, I've stumbled across by practicing and teaching yoga and mindfulness and meditation in the way that I do it I have stumbled across the tool that reminds us oh my god isn't life amazing puppies exist your favorite food exists the oceans and mountains and forests and thunderstorms in the summertime seasons exist your favorite music coincidences magical coincidences the people that you love and those conversations that you have with them like your kids your family your dogs right having water <laughs> when you're thirsty your favorite foods like oh can we go on and on and on the feeling of grass under your toes sunrises sunsets on and on we could go good sleep <laughs> like I know that we as human beings and I knew this when I was putting those post-it notes in that office we need to be reminded regularly that we're enough life is brilliant and it's worth being alive and the possibilities are endless isn't that a magical thing? We need to be reminded so often of the magic of being alive because it's so easy if we aren't reminding ourselves of that often. It's so easy to slip into, Christ, this is hard. 
and anxiety and stress and overwhelm like oh my god life is hard because we're primed our brains have evolved for us to feel like that so that we see the dangers and the risks and we stay alive you know we're animals we're primed to you know prosper to procreate to continue the survival of our species that's our focus as an animal really and part of that is not dying a big part of that is not dying arguably one of the biggest parts of that is not dying before we've had chance to procreate and forward our species onward and onward right and so that's why we're so primed to see all this negative stuff yeah it's not life or death that's social media stuff i was talking about global warming i mean maybe right now it's not life or death is it today in this moment global warming ain't life or death in this moment today and again it's a challenging topic but can you do anything about it right now today arguably yeah you can but also it's a little bit out of our control in it right in this planet we live in i mean that's a whole other bloody topic in it that's a whole other podcast episode my point being we need to use tools to remind us every single day every single day as often as we can that life is magical and wonderful and multicolored and warm and fuzzy because it fucking is it really is and if you're going through a hard time right now let me remind you this isn't going to last forever right so if we go back to to, you know I've I've talked about this before in other episodes and I talk about it all the time really like yoga classes meditation sessions if I'm not leaving those classes and sessions feeling this magic feeling like oh my god I've reset this is what it's like to live isn't it amazing that I'm alive right now isn't life wonderful if i'm not leaving yoga classes feeling like that the yoga class in my opinion has failed me and i know that's a sweeping huge statement but unfortunately that's the way i feel and that's what's made me teach yoga really because i went to so many classes and i knew i couldn't verbalize it back then we're talking nearly 20 years ago i didn't know i didn't know what it was the magic that I needed to feel but I went to yoga classes and I still have done occasionally recently you know and I go and yeah it's great of course you're gonna go to a movement session and leave feeling better for the most part unless you get injured or someone bullies you or something horrible happened you're gonna leave and feel better right please I hope you never go back to those places if you're being bullied never go back but yeah you're gonna feel better leaving a yoga class Arguably, it's hard to not feel better leaving a yoga class. It's a very low bar, isn't it? Leaving feeling a bit better than you did when you arrived. It's a very low bar because we're moving and breathing. And by its very nature, moving and breathing, and I'll get onto the life mission thing in a minute, but moving and breathing, we're literally like releasing endorphins in our body. That's a given. You know what I mean? But a yoga class, to me, and I want you to demand this from your classes, your meditation sessions, should help you, yes, feel that stuff, but also 
should remind you of all of the things I've been talking about. Like hand on heart, oh my God. Yes, life's hard, but isn't it also incredible? Isn't it amazing right here, right now, that you are alive and you're listening to my words and I'm alive and we're here together in the same time and space. Might not know you, you might not really know me, but somehow you're a part of my existence and I'm a part of yours and this existence is the way, wow, like look around, man. And that's how a yoga class should make you feel, a little bit bewildered and like you've taken something. Do you know what I mean? In a really positive, joyful way. That's why I started yoga. That is my life mission. And it's selfish, really, because if I go into a yoga class, which, you know, is happening, I'm so fucking excited. February 2024. Make sure you're on uh, the newsletter list, the inner circle um, for the details, for tickets, etc. Although if you're listening in the future, maybe it's past. I don't know. But I know going into that class, it's not necessarily about the individuals in that class. I mean, in the moment, of course it is. Of course it is. But I know, say, Elaine, if she makes it to class, Elaine's got a family. Elaine's got a job. She's got people. You know what I'm saying? So if, if I can help Elaine, who has unmistakably got an energy around her that she puts out to everybody she interacts with. If I can make her feel better in all the ways that I'm talking about, not just baseline yoga class better, but like, holy shit, better. <laughs> then isn't that an amazing thing? Because her the ripple of energy that she puts out into the world to all the people that she interacts with is gonna be better. For how long? Sometimes and I know this from speaking to my members, it's for a week at least, just from an in-person yoga class. And this happens online too, right? Just not as much. So it's selfish really, right? Cause I want to die. <laughs> I don't, but when I die, <laughs> I want to die knowing that I have made the world a bit more joyful than it was had I not been here. You know what I mean? That's my life mission, to promote, facilitate authentic happiness in myself and in others. And from others, then it spreads and spreads and spreads. It's like a ripple effect, right? So that's my life mission. That's why I do what I do. And that's why I'm talking to you right now, right here. And that's why you're listening, I hope. But what about your life mission? And like I said at the beginning, once you know it, like I'm leaning into mine right now when I'm crafting classes and workshops and things for my membership, when you know it, it helps you make decisions in your life. You, so you don't have to worry about that anymore because you know your path. Does this help forward your mission? Hmm. If it's a no, then it's an easy no, right? If it's a yes, then you know, but this is like the guiding light that supports that. So if you're unsure about yours, the question really is, what could you sit down here and talk to me about? Like I've spoken to you about my stuff, like what are you super passionate about? And when it comes to 
the end of your days, because let me just remind you, that's an inevitability. As much as we fight it, as much as we want to stay young and beautiful, we're going to get, hopefully if we're lucky, old, and we're going to die. When you're at that point in your life, right at the end, what do you hope is the legacy that you have left? What do you want to leave behind? How do you want to impact the world? And I remember so many people struggling with this when we spoke about it in my uh, teacher training. So it's okay to take time with it. If it's not as instant as it was for me, that's all right. And you know what I want you to do once you once you have an answer to that is ask yourself why. Yeah, but why? But why do you want to save marine mammals, right? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to, I don't know, work in a hospital? Why do you want to work with kids? What is the reason for that? And then again, whatever comes up, ask yourself why. Why? Do that four times. Why? Why do you want to do that? And once you've distilled it, what is the, like the, the root, the beating heart of what you want to do, what you want to, it's not even be known for, because who cares about being known, but like, what do you want to impact the world with? And once you've asked yourself why a bunch of times, it becomes clear. Like for me, it's like, oh, I want to make offices in nicer places. Yeah, but why do I want to make offices nicer places? Oh, well, because I'm miserable and I don't want other people to be miserable. Right, but why? But why? <laughs> well, I don't want people to be miserable. Sure, okay, why? Because I want people to be happy. People need to be happy. Why? Because life is amazing and we need to be reminded of that more often. Okay, there you go. We need to be reminded of how amazing life is because it's hard. My thing has always been joy. Always. Yours might be the same. Might be different. Might be love related or... I don't know. Could be anything. But I really implore you to sit and like journal about this. Meditate on it or talk to a mate about it. Um, because it really can impact the way that you live your life. And at the same time, I really want you to increase your demands of a yoga class. <laughs> because I was speaking to someone the other day, fellow yoga teacher. There are enormous amounts of yoga teachers out there. Enormous, especially post-COVID. You can go and it's crazy. You can go online without having practiced and you can officially become a teacher in such a little amount of time with very little money. I don't encourage anybody to do that, by the way. Do not encourage anybody to do that. If you're looking at teacher trainings, reach out to me. I can help you. Um, so this is what I'm saying. I want you to be demanding of your yoga classes, just as you're demanding of your accountants. I mean, are we? I'm just like, please just do it for me. I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Be demanding of it. Expect the best. 
And as soon as we are demanding of our yoga classes, we start to get better yoga classes. And if you want these life-affirming, holy shit, life is amazing kinds of classes, you know where I am. This is my jam. This is my bread and butter with jam. <laughs> um, so on that note, I want to end this episode, as I always do, with a good-to-be-alive moment. And it's easy, it's easy for me today because I went for a walk in a little woodland before recording this. And I was all alone, it was really early this morning. And it was quiet, except for the little pitter-patter of rain on the leaves. And it's autumn, my favourite season. Everything's starting to just turn a little bit into golden and loveliness and... You know, you know what I mean? Early autumn, a little bit of rain in the woods in England. There's something really magical about it. So yeah, that's my good to be alive moment. What's yours? Maybe share it with me. Email Chloe at theyogrevolution.co.uk. Make sure you um, come to one of my classes. You know what? Just come to one of my classes because I want you to feel magical. Um... And right now in my live classes, you can get your first one free. So join the inner circle. There's a link in the show notes. I really, I want to yoga with you and have you feel this stuff, man, because it's good. All right. It's good to be alive, sharing time and space with you, my friend. Thanks for joining me on this episode. I'll see you next time. Have a beautiful day. And that is the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, my friend. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to learn more and to sign up for my inbox brightening emails, as say subscribers, visit theyogrevolution.co.uk. I'll see you in the next episode.